1: The amazing Jonathan and the other guys secure VGK wins over the weekend. Hi again, everyone. Thanks for making us your first listen each and every day. He's Chris Golick. I am the other guy. We appreciate you making us your first listen. And make sure that you check us out on Twitter at LockdownVGK at Tony Dasko at TD Chris G. And, of course, on the YouTube channel Lockdown Golden Knights. What is that?
0: My daughter made a taco hat because if VGK had a home game, they would have tacos because they got two goals in multiple periods. So your daughter makes you a cute taco
1: hat. You wear a cute taco hat. That's how it works. Okay. I thought you were going to have some sort of appreciation for the open there. The amazing Jonathan and the other guy. Saturday, the stage belonged to Jonathan Quick. (laughs) Sunday, it was the other guy, as Bruce Cassidy referred to, Yeri Patera. Um, as the Perfect. goalie carousel spins round and round, uh, Saturday we saw Quick, I love that ad, keep it on, <laughs> uh, we'll we saw Quick later. with a shutout win over Carolina, Sunday Patera with his first NHL win, 5-3 to VGK victory, uh, Quick 33 saves, and he is 3-0 since joining VGK, it was his 58th career shutout, let's talk first of all about Quick's addition to the lineup and to the vgk and you know what i have to go back a ways when remember i was just talking up the fact that i thought that vgk really needed an experienced goaltender the defense in in front of him is playing very well at this part of the season
0: it's all working out and i mean i think you start by uh tipping your your cap or your in my case your taco to uh to um, Kelly McCrimmon and what he's done this season. I mean, listen, you and I argued uh, sometime in the late summer, we did an episode about, a, you know, my appreciation for McCrimmon and you weren't saying he did a bad job, but you know, you, I think you're sticking points I think Were the, I did. I were did. the well, your, your concerns were the long-term VGK and my perspective was the now and what's happened in the past. And they're both valid. And, you know, you look at what he's done this season and we'll focus on the goalies, obviously, but Jonathan Quick, that's an absolute wizardry level type of play right there. It took some conies to do that, right? Because Quick statistically, as uh, many people here in Vegas will tell you on the media side and the fan side, that I think he was the third lowest goaltender from a statistical perspective over the last like season and a half and everything else going against him. But it doesn't take a rocket scientist to dig into the numbers and Look at what's happened in Los Angeles. And the only reason I say that is look at Phoenix Copley. Phoenix Copley's goals against and save percentage is only a few ticks better than Jonathan Quick. So that tells me right there the kink in the armor, no pun intended for you know, being the Kings and the Golden Knights, but the kink in the armor is the defense and the strength is also the defense on the Vegas side. The Kings obviously being on the weaker end of that. So, you know, Quick has something left and he's proven that. And you heard that today also in the postgame. Uh, Patira did mention that Quick was speaking to him between plays during media timeouts even. So, you know, it's you know, listen, McCrimmon does, in my opinion, maybe another show for another time, but deserve some level of consideration for the Jim Gregory Award for the best GM in the game.
1: Okay, I mean, one of the things that Quick said when he started here in Vegas was that he would mentor the younger players as well, and so that comes into play, and he's Mm -hmm. done a really good job there. Uh, The defense, they let up 15 shots on goal back in that Carolina game in the first period before they started to settle in, and when they play well in front of him, I think then it's going to give him a great chance of winning. Uh, The victory over Carolina, by the way, According to VGK Communications, the seventh time this season that VGK has swept a regular season series. So Carolina, Montreal, Ottawa, Tampa, Toronto, Winnipeg, and Washington.
0: There's a lot of Eastern Conference teams you just said there.
1: Yeah, they played very well against the East. Uh, the concern's going to be when they have to play. After Philly, is it 15 consecutive uh, games against the the West and the Pacific? I think put the Pacific Division alone. So that's what really concerns me. That's and fair. then on Sunday, you know, the other guy Patera, I I, ne- I can't stop laughing that he called him the other guy. Um, he took an early slap shot to the face. Yeah, he did um, from oh. Colton uh, Pareco and then he pretty much settled in. Um, and what about? I thought the key save was the save on Braden Saad because Saad was breaking Braden Saad, away. Yeah. yeah, and he had that really good play in front of the net and deflected the puck up into the net and did a great job of just shutting him down and closing the space.
0: There were a couple saves like that where uh, St. Louis got behind us. I mean, you knew Vegas was not going to have a clean effort. It's the back-to-back. I'm, I know how much you love the back-to-backs and everything. Yes, but
1: St. Louis also had a back Oh,
0: no doubt, but both teams are going to give up Man. a lot of chances. It's, uh-huh. it's just It's going to be a bad game. It's going to be a bad game on both sides. Neither like it. it's not going to be good because both teams are tired. It's going to be bad because both teams are tired. If one team is good or one team is tired, one team isn't tired, then sure, we can take this argument differently. But at the end of the day, two tired teams, it's going to be some bad hockey and some heavy ice out there Tony. But yeah, Brandon Saad got got in a couple times and a few other times there was some bang, bang plays where you know, Patera was tall. Patera did what he had to do. He made his he made his layups, right? There's not one goal where you go back and say, okay, maybe that one, you know, he'd like to have back. I didn't get that vibe at all tonight. Um, it's unfortunate that the game got a little closer than it needed to. Um, you know, VGK is still giving up some multi-goal leads right now, but, you know, again, they shut the door and they actually wound up winning the game by two goals. Oddly enough, uh, the last goal of the game is Petro from Barbashev, some, uh, some uh, St. Louis connection there really the only concerning factors for me a couple of times, Patera, like he got lucky early in the game, right? Uh, Someone was on the doorstep break or excuse me. Um, uh, Patera gave the whole, like not the whole, but a good chunk of the net and it wound up bouncing off Patera's shoulder, hitting the post and and kind of basically going in and out pretty fast. Luckily, it didn't wind up going across the line. Uh, a couple times I felt uh, Patera got the puck. He could have played it out a little bit faster and he decided to hold it for a face off. And I think that's just more nerves. Just, you know, he didn't want to turn the puck over but the times he did play the puck i did like his passes some real good tape to tape passes i didn't feel like he put the team in danger with the way he played the puck so it's a good first game right it's a good first game get the nerves out and who knows he could be called upon you know later this week is for all we know or we might see logan thompson back at the end of the week we might see Bro back at the end of the week
1: i'll get into that in just a second but patera said and maybe the one of the reasons why he was hanging on to the puck chris was because he said that st louis tried to play rush hockey Mm -hmm. and that vgk's defense uh kept him to kept that team to the outside so uh, that could have been the reason why he was just hanging on a little bit longer slow down the pace and the tempo of the game and so that very much could have been uh what had happened uh jacob vrana goaltenders here it's in their DNA. Um, give up that top-shelf goal. That's what that goal was.
0: <laughs>
1: and, I mean, I,
0: it's, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. I know. You know okay, we'll shot. get
1: over that one. Uh, the Jordan- You'll get over I'm over it. You'll get over bang, it. Bang, bang. That was a good goal, actually. And then uh, we saw the, the tire uh goal there as well. And uh, we saw where St. Louis had nodded this game up. VGK then. We'll talk about uh, a recap of this game in just a minute. But also, you know, you just had alluded – to the fact that we could see LT or LB back LT, right? LT or LB back uh, sometime this week. Vince Sapienza from Fox Five reporting this afternoon that the VGK goaltenders Logan Thompson, Laurent Brossois, they have started to skate again. So, what was the timeline you said from the time that the we're back g- on the ice?
0: The general timeline that you've heard mentioned is five or so days from the moment they've been skating. And there's even been some kind of under the table reports that um, LT has been skating a little bit longer, but no pads or anything like that, just getting out there and, uh, you know, getting, getting some laps and kind of that sort of thing to get, you know, get the strength back a little bit. So realistically speaking, just kind of looking at the calendar right now. So I I think it's honestly, I think you're probably going to, you got Philly and you got Calgar- Calgary. There you go. You got Philly and Calgary this week. That's Calgary's gonna be a, just stinking
1: right now. They're, they're they're
0: slowing down, and that game on Thursday is going to be five in a, a
1: row. I think something like that.
0: Yeah, and that Thursday game is going to be just a drunken poop show with all the St. Oh, St. Patrick's Day shenanigans Patrick's and Day again. the Calgary yeah. fans. They they party hardy. It's going to be nuts. But um, so you got two days off after that. So I think we have Patera backing up. I think you go quick, quick, uh, Philly and Calgary. Uh, You got Friday and Saturday off Sunday matinee, Columbus. I could see the return of LT possibly against Columbus. That would not surprise me. Or if they held out for the road trip, that's basically, you know, you're talking another week for, and they, they could have been skating quote unquote, even a little bit longer than what they've been saying. So I'll pencil in somebody is coming back as early as this coming Sunday against Columbus and, you know, I think the next question is, how does this goalie carousel carous, carousel stop? We were at a fair on Saturday. Can't even say it still. But you have Jonathan Quick, you have LB, and you have LT. Let's just assume all three are healthy. How are they going to play that card right now? Are they going to roster three goalies? Like because I don't know if they're in a spot where they can move goalies around or anything. They can't the even cap? send LT yeah. down right now. Well, they. I don't think any. I don't. Well, LB
1: is on LTIR. So he might have a setback this week.
0: <clears throat> Excuse me.
1: <laughs> right. And then uh, you can't put him down for like rehab uh, to the AHL. LTV you
0: maybe can, the but there has to be a reason. And we, we covered this with um with Brassois once early in the year. There's two different types of rehab assignments. And basically there's the first one where you get, I think it's two games or or a week or something like that. And you can request an extension as well. If uh, certain parameters are met this late in the season, I don't know how that whole thing plays out to be completely honest. That could be obviously a little bit different here. So just kind of taking a look here, our current injured reserve situation, IR is two goalies LB and LT. So their salaries are still accounting against the golden Knights. So we're still cap compliant in that regard. So theoretically, with the number of players on the roster, there is a path where we could have LB, LT, and JQ all in the goalie rotation just to finish the season up, and then they figure out what they're going to do come playoff time as far as which two of the three will be on the
1: roster and how that whole thing shakes out. It's weird, but I don't know. Uh, Just one other note on the goalies. Jonathan Quick has not played. What do they say on the TV broadcast? A back-to-back Has not started a back-to-back, I think, in five years now. Five years, because a lot of us were wondering, would they play him back-to-back? Fifth fifth VGK goalie
0: going back to February
1: 9th. There's another stat while we're dropping stats. How about that? All right. Coming up next, we take (laughs) a look at the two games this past weekend. VGK earning four, count four, big points. We'll return right after this. You are watching and listening to Locked On Golden Knights. Our next partner has a product that we literally use every day. It's Athletic Greens. We mostly take it because we don't have time. We want it uh, much better gut health, more energy, and better sleep. And now that it's been happening, using it for about six to eight months, I um, really like it. It doesn't taste super healthy. It's a mild tropical taste that you would actually look forward to taking each and every morning. And with one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens – You are absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole foods or superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help you start the day off on the right foot. Something that we really like. It's lifestyle-friendly. And uh, definitely, you have to understand the importance of the multivitamin. Uh, It's important to choose one with high-quality ingredients that your body will actually absorb. And that's what you will find in a G1. It's less than $3 per day. You're investing in your health, and it is much cheaper than your cold brew habit. There's tons of testimonials. Just look them up. And to make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and to pick up the daily Nutritional insurance. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Knights. Tony Cardasco and Chris Golick. He's Chris Golick. I'm the other guy. We appreciate you making us your first listen every day. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel, Locked on Golden Knights. Welcome everyone back. The Golden Knights, Chris, had two weekend wins, Carolina and at St. Louis, back-to-back, but of course- I have to go there the blues also had a back-to-back they played at columbus because this league is stinking rigged and then they went back home and they played vgk okay the key to both wins however uh both of these games i think you know vgk set the tone early right they scored that early goal bruce cassidy's been wanting them to get out of the shoot quickly
0: no doubt, and that's the thing. You're watching the games, and I thought the March or so goal was absolutely brilliant uh, against March Carolina so on Saturday. Yeah, exactly. He, it's coming around right now. So Isn't it crazy
1: in the month of March? We hey, have to look A up lot of guys wake course. up He's in the month well. of
0: March. A lot of guys wake up in the month of March, but since you called it, Tony, that's why it's happening, obviously. But, you know, you. it's such a scene on the other play I'm where he, the he comes in there, and the Carolina defenseman kind of does their job, right? They're trying to block and just you know do what they can. And Marchessault literally waits for him to drop a little bit. And you could tell by the way Marchessault released that puck, he intended a low shot. So basically, if you bring your, your dominant hand lower on the stick, that can make it easier to elevate the puck. When you bring it up uh, a little bit higher close to your non-dominant hand, it's easier to just shoot a low and powerful shot, and you can see him kind of do like a reverse choke up where he brought his where he brought his hand up and kept that shot low, and you know you hear the goalies say it all the time, right if they can see it, they can save it that's obviously a Logan Thompson quote, but a lot of goalies say that, and if you take away just a tenth of a second or even less than that of that reaction time you significantly increase your chance to score a goal. And there's other things that actually uh, going back to a player like David, like Dave Perron when he was with us, changing the angles and things like that, using that player as a screen. It's just such a remarkable way to turn what seems to be a seeing-eye shot to a high-danger opportunity. But back to the point, VGK, they've been ready these last couple of games, right? Um, mm. You go back to the Florida game, weird game. But I think that's just the vacation effect, right? They were down in Florida in the beach, whatever it was. They did not come out ready for that one. But, you know, back to Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday, BGK was ready all three games and got reward with
1: six points. Pretty big. Um, So, Riley Smith, uh, Paul Cotter, your guy, (laughs) along with Marcia So, Brett Howden had goals. Uh, We talked on this show last week about Alex Petrangelo, and he kind of went invisible. Well, he had a couple of his assists in that first game against Carolina. And then he had the empty net goal, which was an absolute beaut, though. I mean, that was, you know, an end to end shot that was right there on the money. That was cool. That was nerve wracking because, I mean, that was good.
0: But unfortunately, Jack Eichel had the game on his stick, not far from the crease. And, I don't know who it was, but a St. Louis uh, player sold out to get the puck off his stick, and St. Louis looked like they were going to get a quality chance at the end of the game there. And I can just imagine, you know, Cassidy's mindset. Um, The first question out of the shoot, I think, from Ashley after the game, uh, was about the empty net goal. She was trying, I think, to get Cassidy to laugh it off a little bit, but Cassidy uh, didn't take the bait. He, you know, went pretty coach and just very uh, relaxed and talked about the game and the results and stuff. But yeah, good to see Petrangelo uh, chipping in wherever he possibly can. And you know, again, the the ironic uh, value of the fact that it was Petrangelo from Barbashev to uh, seal seal the deal.
1: So it was Carlson who opened up the scoring. Amadio, so madness the empty netter by Petrangelo uh, after VGK led in this game three to one. Crucial, crucial timeout by Craig Barubi. At that time, I think he said, I could read his lips. He said, beat the snot out of VGK because they came back and they just started checking him and smashing VGK. And me and one of my friends were texting each other. And it's like, uh, watch St. Louis get back in this game because they are playing so much more physically than the VGK were at that time, and lo and behold, they get those two goals. But uh, again, I think they're going to see a lot of this here down the stretch of that physical style of hockey, and we'll see if this has any effect when they go into Philadelphia on Tuesday.
0: So a couple things. I actually tweeted during the first period of the game that Colesar was missed. Uh, You saw Martinez take a good hit Mm -hmm. in the corner. Uh, Cotter, and this isn't even the collision that happened in front of the bench, but Cotter, not long right before that collision, uh, he got hit, or he might have been after, but he got hit pretty good behind the net. And at that moment, you're like, okay, this is where you miss a guy like Colsar colsar isn't going to scare anyone out there, but he's going to give Carrier. it back. And Carrier, God, too. yeah, we are, I mean, could you imagine this team with Will Carrier right now? Like, I mean, this is, you know, and Mark Stone? Like, it's, and Nick Wah? I mean, geez, we can keep going on and on here. And, uh, you know, the <laughs> I wonder what the total, here, here's an over-under right here. So let's just take Robin Lehner on the equation, because that doesn't count right now, and Nolan Patrick and and stuff like that. But when you factor Nick Waugh and players who are going to be active and Mark Stone potentially, over under salary cap, $99.4 million. I think it's going to go over at some point in the playoffs if uh, Mark Stone comes back. Just just remarkable, but... You know, the physical play, Tony, that is super important, obviously, come playoff time. Even the West, uh, the Western Conference teams do play a more physical brand of hockey. Obviously, the Eastern Conference teams take it to DEFCON level four, whatever, DEFCON five, whatever it should be. Um, and you'll get a taste of that Tuesday um, when we play Philly. Philly did a really good job clogging the game the last time these two teams met at T-Mobile. That's the game where Shea Theodore, unfortunately, uh, took that knee-on-knee, knee, incidental, but took a knee-on-knee knee and missed almost two months. And, you know, Shea Theodore comes back. All of a sudden, look what the VGK is doing. And Zach Whitecloud and just a healthy defense in general. So let's uh, get out of Tuesday. Our last matchup, when you mentioned that earlier, that's our last
1: Eastern Conference matchup. It's all Western and very heavy on the Pacific uh, down the stretch. I think uh, against the top teams in the East, it's something like 10-1-1 for VGK yeah, currently, right? Something like that. And then, um, are you are you watching as well? Uh, I know one of the areas too that Cassidy wanted to clean up was winning those puck battles in the slot. Has that changed?
0: Yeah, I mean, you. Um, so going to the second game as we kind of transition a little bit here, um, uh, the game uh, just against uh, the St. Louis Blues a little bit more. Um, Dorofiev. Doraev got to the dirty areas, I'm and talk uh, about
1: him in the third segment.
0: Oh, we are talking okay. about him in the third segment. Okay, but yeah, yeah, point yeah. being we'll is, talk- okay, He got did a good areas. job getting into this dirty areas, and other players are following suit, sort to speak. So there you go. This is
1: what happens when we record after dark. What you, a little whiskey there for you? No, uh,
0: actually, I am one. I am one whiskey deep. Yes, definitely.
1: All right. Uh, <laughs> coming up next, hey, you know what? Maybe we should talk about Pavel Dorfeev when we return. Let's do Ooh. that right after this. The other guy? I said his name wrong. Not no. locked on Golden Knights. Looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all that fat and all those calories? Then you have to try Built Bar. If you like, if you are like me or Chris, you really want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise the taste. Then, man, oh man, you really do need to try a Built Bar. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. Seriously, they are so delicious you won't think that they're good for you. Perfect for everyday use, and uh, what makes Built Bars so good? Well, for starters, covered in 100% real chocolate, that's right, real chocolate, and they come in amazing flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. We're not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining all the amazing macros, including 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now, you don't have to just go to com to get your Built Bars, because they're right around the corner. You could go to either a Walmart or to Sam's Club. At Sam's Club, of course, you could go there and get your 13-bar box with all the hit flavors, including brownie, batter, and churro. And also, if you go to your nearest Walmart, just go to the pharmacy area. They're right there. And you could pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. And again, it's Built Bars. Go to Built.com, and you could thank us later. Welcome back to Lockdown Golden Nights. He's Chris Golic. I'm the other guy. We appreciate you making us your first listen each and every day. And Chris, uh, day drinking, comparing Carlson to Patrice Bergeron. Come on. I didn't do that. No, Bruce Cassidy did.
0: Whoa. Oh, he was day drinking.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's what I put. Hashtag day drinking. Okay. We want to talk about Pavel Dorfev. Let's talk about
0: Pavel Dorfev.
1: Okay. Scored a goal, had an assist on the Carlson-slash-Bergeron goal early on in the game. In typical Vegas Bjorn, Carlson. How are you going to knock him for this? Okay. Carlson scored one goal off of his skate. He scored one off of his body. He scored like three, four empty net goals. Are we at 15 yet?
0: He got a good goal okay. tonight, though.
1: Yeah. Okay. Is that a clean goal? Yeah, that's a clean goal. He got a good goal. Good position. Okay. 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 We'll give him that. Yeah. Uh, so Dorfeev on the feed, Carlson with the finish. Good goal. The second one uh, was that pass that went off the noggin. What? Have you seen this before, other than with Carlson? It goes it, off of the mask. It's of funny, you I,
0: I'll give you a really good story.
1: Okay. Goes off the mask of Dorfeev. And that's how he scores his first goal in the NHL. You're going to remember that, right?
0: Of course. And you're going to hear it too, because that puck makes a weird sound. So, all right. So going back to when the Chicago Blackhawks defeated the Boston Bruins in the Stanley Cup, they had like a double or triple. Was Patrice Bergeron playing? He might've been actually. He might've been. You
1: know what? Bergeron has scored more goals in his 20th season. Then Carlson, I think it's double the amount of goals. He scored the double, double the amount of goals in his 20th season over this Carlson guy.
0: I bet Carlson Boy. gets paid more, too. Um, but okay, so going back to uh, Andrew Shaw, Andrew Shaw, Chicago Blackhawk, uh, uh, Stanley Cup, uh, Blackhawks, Bruins, 2015, I want to say, I don't know, whatever, whatever. But point being is double or triple overtime game. Andrew Shaw is right in front of the slot. The puck is basically head high. He heads it like a soccer player in and he's celebrating like a madman. The goal is disallowed because he intentionally did because it. Because he so intentionally hit it. In. It was a, yeah, it was like, it was just, it was a soccer player. It was, it was priceless to see it. Did um,
1: Someone do that on VGK this season or probably, I don't know, but I'm remembering something now
0: with Dorfia's goal, right place, right time hits him in the mask. He even like was doing this after it happened, laughing about it. Um, you know, Talk a little bit about Dorfee. He's been very noticeable, first of all, with the Silver Knights. His game has really grown. And I would say from two years ago to current year, he's a much more physical player out there. He's just a little bit bigger, you know, growing a little bit. I mean, he's still – how old is he? He's – okay, so he's 22, 23 years old right now. So he's still growing in that regard, so to speak. Um, In the 21-22 season, 63 games, he gets 52 points. So basically – a point in 90% of the games that he plays uh, this season up and down some injury issues as well. 32 games, but he's 17 points, uh, 30 or excuse me. Yeah. Nine goals, eight assists, 17, 30 is the penalty minute total right there. So he's fallen off a little bit, but everyone in Henderson has fallen off for a very long period of time. And since he's been called up recently, uh, the silver Knights had a couple of rough games as well. Go figure. Um of Gary Lawless was talking a lot about him sometime it was right around the break of camp and basically saying, you're going to see Dorothea with this team at some point in a very, and he even thought it was going to be as soon as this year in a semi regular role. And it turns out, I don't think he's going to have a semi regular role, but next year I do think this is a player they look at to possibly break camp, like a Paul Cotter type of role where, you know, he's going to be in that, you know, in that top nine, hopefully the top six, that's a better place for him, depending how things shake out. And he's a good player to have. And It is just a reminder that given all the trades that this team has made, all the things that have happened, they still do have a farm system that is
1: developing. And, you know, Yuri Patera all of a sudden, go figure. Mm -hmm. Uh, The guys on the team were very happy for Dorofaev to score that goal, regardless if it was a fluke goal or not. I wish that would have been William Carlson. You would have flipped out.
0: You would have flipped out. flipped
1: out already because he scored a goal. I mean, how in the world could you possibly (laughs) compare him to the great Patrice Bergeron. How? How? Morale they, boost,
0: Tony. Morale text. boost. Morale boost.
1: Okay. They just want to. Yeah. We're going to get him fired up now. So that was just the fourth game, I think, for Dorafev on the NHL level. And uh very it's the most noticeable
0: player. today, though. Most noticeable definitely today.
1: So so what had happened was one of my friends had said, I think Kolasar is hurt. And I didn't know if Dorafeyev was up or not when I texted you. So he told me last night, I was at the basketball game, and I was like, oh, wow, I wonder if he's going to be out of the lineup tomorrow. So I just took a stab, and I said, when we did our picks, right, to score our locks of the night, I just said, Dora Fayev And you went, what? I go, I, I tried like, to talk Dorfev, you out of it.
0: I'm like, Tony, he's not I, playing. He's I not had playing. To even check I didn't know he was Cap up. Friendly.
1: Remember, I had, a, I had to go on to Cap Friendly to see if he was still up with the team. What do we know about Keegan Kolasar and this injury? His lower body, right? That's it. But sent home, so it has to be serious enough.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, they keep uh, you know, putting him on the on the Jet X, on the charters, right, sending him back to get looked at. And, you know, it's unfortunate. What's happening, it keeps happening. And, you know. That's
1: two players on this trip that they've lost now. It and is, you know? and it's the
0: time of year. And is not the only one this is happening to. I mean, that's, you know, a, a fair way to look at this right now. And you know, hopefully reinforcements are coming. Right? We've heard nothing
1: about Nick Waugh for a while. You know, I thought that I thought Where that start I thought that, like, I thought that started day to day. He's disappeared. Right? It did start day to day. You're absolutely correct. It did. And and then what? Week to week? Yeah. So like I remember in the
0: post game, they they shook it off pretty good. I think in the first updates, no, not that big of a deal. And then you know, this all is of a CGK sudden, uh, just
1: hoping that everyone else in the league forgets about these players that they're stowing away for the postseason, stowing them away. So let's see here. Nick, Wah.
0: Nick, Wah didn't even show on the injuries? He's not even listed. Okay. What are we doing here with Nick? Wah? <laughs> He's not even listed on the injuries on the cap friendly.
1: Now that's interesting. Where's Nick? Wah? Okay. We Nathan have the hills find. cleared
0: LT known injury, lower body, like, he disappeared. He he got men in black. He got he got the he got He's the pen gone. and he
1: doesn't exist. He doesn't exist. Oh. Okay. Well, we'll try to follow up on that for tomorrow's show. And we'll find out more about the other guy and the other guy too. But you like the nickname the amazing Jonathan? I don't Is know. Someone, okay?
0: yeah, now I'm catching on to where you're going with that. Someone uh there was actually so here, uh Wausau Aaron actually asked an important question while we were uh while we were gabbing here while we got a second. And it was directly to you, Tony. Game mm-hmm. seven, Stanley Cup on the yeah. line. Who is right. your
1: VGK goalie? Yeah, it's let's junk. assume they're all quick. healthy. They're all healthy. It's quick. It has to be quick because of his experience. I did. I tweeted him back. All okay, current, I didn't catch that. While okay. you were rambling about something, I, yeah.
0: I was. I ramble a lot. Someone <laughs> else made the but no. Comments. I would have to go
1: with the experience factor, and it's going to be interesting to see how they play the goalies in the playoffs too. And when he comes back, right, Logan Thompson. Will not be getting as many game starts. Will not as he did in his prior experience before the end. He's still a
0: young rookie, and you know you said it best about uh about the perspective that Cassidy has of goalies in general and young players. And listen, you can trust Jonathan Quick. I mean, are we really at the point where Jonathan Quick, the fourth person, our fourth goalie in line, not even a VGK as of the first of March, right, or February twenty eighth, whenever the trade happened? And he has a couple of good starts and boom, he gets the keys of the car game one in the playoffs. Like, is that is that really the reality right now?
1: No, he's three and oh, and the defense plays well in front of him and he's a good experienced player. And I was begging for a Stanley Cup experienced goaltender all off season because I was like, Can they win a cup with these guys that they currently have? And it was a major question, Mark. Major There was concern about Aiden Hill being the back Aiden Hill. It was nothing against Logan Thompson. Or Aiden Hill. It was everything against Laurent Brossois. I don't think he could win it. Okay, and then uh, obviously Jonathan Quick now, but it's going to be interesting to see how things shake out on that goalie carousel. And we'll keep, of course, our eyes and ears on that. From a man, Chris Golick, I'm the other guy, Tony Cardasco. <laughs> we appreciate everyone tuning in. Beat that in.
0: horse until it's dead.
1: Make sure that you check out our YouTube channel because you could catch us after dark course that's what we're doing now right recording the show and we'll see you tomorrow right here on locked on golden knights